Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. And now, it's time to talk telly with the best TV trio since Anton Deck Dish Bruce. It's time for Luke, Luke, Gary and Matt with the Custard TV Podcast. Let's go! It's the Custard TV Podcast on the last day of April in the year 2013. When someone asks you what you were doing on the last day of April 2013 in 10 years, you'll be able to say... I had a sandwich, and then I listened to Luke, and then I died shortly afterwards. <laughs> so wow, that's macabre. <laughs> what, type of, what type of sandwich was it? <laughs> it was... Uh... <laughs> was it something you were allergic to? <laughs> yeah. uh, so look, if it's a safe thing, you're talking to people, if you've died. Yeah. And at that seance will be um, me, Luke. Editor and runner of the TV.com. Matt's here as well. Hello, Matt. Hello, Luke. How are you? It's fine. I'm fine, and um, Gary's here as well. How are you? Greetings, unwell. Thank you very, very much. Something has happened in the last seven days since we were last on the podcast air. Oh. It sort of changes my internet experience. Has it? I'm oh. too. Gary's changed his avatar on oh. Twitter. Do you know what? So, need to, do you, know what, you need to go online, <laughs> www.twitter.com forward slash The Gary Show, and just see him. He looks like an extra from the Happy Happy films. <laughs> Someone said to me it looks like a suspect photo from Broadchurch, uh, which I thought was quite good. Do you remember Home Improvements? I do, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah the guy over the fence. in Home Improvement, just looking over the fence. But I you mean, never quite saw his face, did you? Yeah. Well, there's there's no idea for Where there's, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, the, the, the background is is that some friends of mine have moved into the house behind me, so we agreed to meet over the fence. And one of them took a photo. Are you joking? No, I, th- th- this is serious. This has really happened. Some very close friends of mine have actually moved into the house behind me. They're not that close to you. They're standing behind the fence for their own protection. Well, that's, that's fair enough. Uh, and um, and and so no, th- th- one of them took a photo of me and my other friend. You know, was chatting over the fence. I airbrushed him out. Okay, he's better looking than me. And um, and used that as my Twitter avatar. Why? I don't like change. <laughs> Says the man who runs an ever-changing website. I like that sort of change. Oh, right. I like that sort of change, and I like spare change. I'm sorry, but I, I don't should, like. I should have run this past you before doing it. Next time, I'll put in the requisite forms. <laughs> And I've always wanted to know, Matt, on your Twitter avatar, Hi. what are you doing? Watching TV. On your knees. No, I'm sitting down. No, you're not. Let me check. Oh. I am actually on, sitting we... down. I'm physically sitting on the floor, but I'm sitting down. 
Why are you on the floor? We, he can't last afford week furniture. We were, why, last week we were trying to buy him a microphone. This year, this week we're trying to get you a sofa. I should have. At least just, you should set up a just giving uh, account. Yeah. We'll buy you a beanbag. I feel That's like we'll someone if they could donate a kidney and raise money or something, you know. I've, this is the first time I've ever sort of zoomed in on your picture. James Corden's on the screen and you're about to change channel. Yeah. <laughs> That's about That's about right. About right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, well, if you've never heard uh, this podcast before, what we do is for the next 45 minutes, we talk about people's avatars. On <laughs> <laughs> no, we talk about... Avatar is a bit of an old film no, now. Really. We talk about the best and the worst on the TV. We give our opinions to let you know what's coming up with all the latest news and stuff of that nature. And we get your views on what is on TV at the moment. Um, in the news section, which I will handle and then pass over to both Matt and Gary and Matt, respectively, because I do respect them as Luke, people. Sorry, I thought I was doing the news. No, you... Yeah. Oh, exactly! Oh, he's, you better start again. You've goldfish. <laughs> we'll start again. No, 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 no. <laughs> ITV have ordered a four-part drama, The Great Fire of London. Can I just check that other people did actually see that news press release? Yes, that is real news. That would be a clue to just making stuff up. Yes, I did see that. Um, I, Luke, have you got any more information on this? Because this is all... all no, casting, at this, casting at this stage yeah. is very rare. But I don't know, I'm getting kind of... The, the last couple of ITV commissions, like uh, Breathless, which is the um, sort of gynecological version of uh, Call the Midwife, if you've never heard this podcast before, we do say gynecological quite a lot, but it's because we've got this problem that we can't get over. Uh, so Great Fire London's going to be set in that sort of similar era, and I'm not very well, excited be about in, it. But it'll, yes. be, it'll be set in 1666, when the Great Fire happened, to be, on, oh, to be no, factually yeah. correct. What was it like? Not necessarily. Yeah, it will. I wouldn't put it past on I've TV. I've read the press release. It's set in 1666. Okay. Okay, moving okay. on. Is that the fall. year we won the World Cup? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> before, Luke's get, before Luke gets violent. Yeah, American TV news. Uh, obviously, at the moment, uh, all the uh, networks are busy uh, renewing and uh, axing shows. There's been some news: Revolution, Grim, Chicago Fire, and Parenthood. And what's that last one? SVU. That's, that's Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Okay. All been uh, renewed by NBC, and on the CW they have renewed Heart of Dixie and Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Gary, you're our sort of uh, American TV correspondent. Have you got anything to add on? Just very briefly, very happy about Chicago Fire. It very much deserved a second series. Uh, very unusual with Parenthood. NBC cut this year down, but have given the next series a full year, full 22 episodes. Well, there you go. So actually, this idea of giving it less to then grow an audience again has worked. So you might see a bit more of that in America. You might see shortened seasons for programs that aren't working, mm. uh, and then they they could be given a chance. You know, they did it for community. I believe they did indeed. They did do that for community. I was just about to say that that could be that could give good signs for community. Mm. Uh, this week also, BBC Three have announced a whole raft of new comedies, and also have announced uh, Pram Face is going to be renewed for a third series. And him and her is going to return for the last series, which is all centred around the day of Laura's wedding. Like, uh, I believe, uh, Luke, you mentioned that some time ago. Yes, it was not confirmed then. But, yeah, worried a little bit that they're going to leave the comfort zone of the flat. Because whenever the royal family left that living room, some of the magic left Could they not be doing it at the flat and going off to the wedding, then? 
They probably, I would imagine that all the planning would happen at the vet. At the vets? What's wrong with me? I'm broken. At the flat. <laughs> You're confusing it with other Maybe they'll do what, like, the last episode might be at the church, but I, I imagine, like, I the mean, the whole series will be in the flat. What annoys me is people are saying it's been axed. It has not been axed. It's just that the writer doesn't, you know, it doesn't want to write it anymore. There's, fair there's a difference between axing and coming to a natural end. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think, uh, did I notice as well that the other BBC Three comedies are all going to be released online first on the iPlayer? There's, there's, there's going to be a stream of seven. Yeah. I think. And there are some new ones coming straight to the channel as well, aren't there? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, talking of comedy, Vic and Bob, and um, we've talked about this previously, is it House of Fools, the new... Yep. Uh, ...has been confirmed to uh, for BBC Two. Uh, do we know when this is? Next year? Uh, this will be in the summer, early autumn. Oh, this year? Oh, it's already been recorded, isn't it? Oh, we, we, no, they we did originally a, thought... They did a pilot. They did a yeah. pilot. So the pilot's already then, done, so... Yeah. There's a well-researched so the uh, news section, by the way, guys. Yeah, we've done so well <laughs> so far. Uh, the one show is going to be renewed until 2016. Nothing much to say about that one. Uh, the Village uh, is being renewed for Series 2. I think, Luke, you're still enjoying The Village, are you? I am. In fact, Episode 5, which was on last Sunday, was the the best the show has been. I, I'm going to catch up with the last three. I've watched the first three. I think I'll watch the last three. So. You have you have to, really. Have to. Because Cause you have to, man. <laughs> End of story, <laughs> Matt. Don't get on my nerves again. They're moving on to the 1920s. <laughs> they are. But I will be sad to miss... Um, I, I will be sad to see Bert transform into teenage Bert, which is what's happening. A new actor taking over, sadly, because I think that young actor sort of held yeah. the show together. And what was so brilliant about this most recent episode, not to give anything away... Maxine Peake just absolutely shone. She's one of the best actresses on telly, wherever you're from. She's just amazing. Watch that fifth episode if you have. Now I remember. Amazing. I remember us talking about this. Uh, this seven seven thirty nine. I think um, when it was first. Oh, yeah, I think we talked yeah. to it just before twenty to eight the other week. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> we talked. Uh, about dun, 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 dun. Is there <laughs> um, a a group of commissions? I believe uh, towards the end of last year, but the uh, more. Casting news have come out now. This is uh, David Nichols who did Cold Feet. His new uh, romantic drama stars Olivia Coleman, Sheridan Smith, David Morrissey, and just to sort of uh, put the casting down a little bit, Sean McGuire yeah. there as well. Just to dull it down. I do, do you know? I I'm loving Scott and Bailey. That fifth episode was incredible, but sure. he <laughs> is the weak link. I don't like oh, him. Just like, I don't like him. He's still got all. a career in 2013. Well, you know, I just, I don't get him at all. Oh, it's Olivia Colman. Or something. Isn't that more up his street or something? It's probably too yeah, old for Hollyoaks. Oh, that's true. But couldn't he be a parent in Hollyoaks or something? This is why I think, you know, this is why I think ITV really shot themselves in the foot and television in general when they axed the bill. This is where all these sort of people should be. Don't they all just go up the casualty in Holby City now? They should do. Yeah. They yeah. had any sense. Don't forget Waterloo Road. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Waterloo Road. Angus Deaton's going to turn Deaton's up in Waterloo Road. Angus Deaton's going to be in Waterloo Road in a couple of weeks. Can't wait for that. <laughs> I 
I, I, I just oh, wanted yeah. to do the missing words round in English class. That's what I'm looking forward anyway, to. Anyway, so yeah, that's. are we looking forward to the 739, apart from obviously Sean McGuire? Apart from Sean, uh, of course, me and Sheridan go way back. Yeah. And um, Olivia. Olivia Coleman. Well, what, like, why then Olivia Coleman should be, you know, BAFTA nominated or BAFTA winning by the time that's out. She'll have so. probably been knighted well, that's by true. the time that, that can't that happen, actually. Gary, do not step over mine and Olivia's goals. <laughs> I've told you about this before. I'm afraid before. to say Make that one reformation is going to get in the way. No, anyway, sorry. Mm. Horrible. Uh, David Williams, after the success of Mr. Stink, another of his books, Gangster Granny, is going to be made into a BBC Oh, TV. dear. Uh, uh, I, I assume maybe around Christmas again or around some sort yeah. of holiday time. Do you know who's playing the Gangster Granny, though? Who? Bloody Sean Maguire. He was born to play. Finally, the Trip Series 2. Steve Coogan and Rob Brown will both be back and they're going to film it in Italy. Do you know what? I read this and I was like, oh, I like the Trip, but it just seems contrived that they would do it a second time. I agree to an extent, but I do. I did enjoy the first series of the trip. I thought it was very sort of, you know, melancholic, but it had its had its moments, you know, with the sort of the impressions and the singing. I quite enjoyed it. Gary, anything to add on that? No, I did not see the program. Okay, how could you not have seen the trip? I didn't see it. I'm not a huge Gary. Rob Brydon fan. I don't find him that funny. What about the Cougs? Well, but. <sighs> The Cougs. I'm sorry that you're so late, so, so well in with the Cougs. I, I actually think the only good thing he's done recently is that, that Moon Boy episode. Everything else is just a slight variation on the Partridge theme, whereas in, whereas in Moon Boy he was completely different. I like I like us being all up in Sean Maguire's face, but I don't want us to be down on the Cougs. I'm not down on it. I just didn't watch it. I, I can't, I'm not saying anything, so... Oh. On that note, reviews. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> on that note, let's move on from that feature. Um, yeah. Our regular Britain's Got Talent versus the Voice section. Um, can I just say that I think both shows were lacking in any talent. Uh, mm-hmm. Those were some of the worst auditions on the Voice I think I've ever seen. I agree. It was a slog to get through that. I sing a better version of um, that Seal song than than Crazy than that bloke did. That, and he's won a MOBO or something. I know. And then there was... Yeah, but they give them away. For two. And I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> You've been robbed every year. <laughs> um, but also, it just, it just seems to me like, with the voice as well, there were no acts that got more than three judges turning round. No, it was a bit of a sort of... It, it's coming because it's... Uh, we've got two more blind audition shows this no, year. No, one more. And this, one... And this is the this is yeah, but what I'm saying is two more than last year, and this is the first oh, of the six, two the two extra ones, and you can tell yeah the extra ones, can't you? I think next week's might be good. They might be putting some sort of because it's coming to the end of them picking their teams. I think they're going to have some sort of big auditions well, to end for an hour, aren't they? Because this week it'll be on for about an hour and an hour and a half, I think, or mm-hmm. just under an hour and a half again. Yeah, uh, I know we've got the guy from Hearsay hasn't been on it yet, has he? There's oh, that's actually... true. So and, also, and also, Britain's Got Talent will shrink to an hour this weekend, ironically. Uh, the only thing, the Britain's Got Talent probably was the um, the samurai guy. I think he was probably the biggest talking guy. Well, yeah, the, it was certainly... I, I just, all the others were like singers and, and the people on the pianos, and it was all just, yeah. 
There was... Do you know what? As well, I must have a swinging brick. I didn't care for that that iris bloke. The guy who sang iris. I didn't. I I, I, I I've, got, I've got a thing about any of these sort of you know. Like the the guy last week as well. Any singers who could possibly be on the X Factor or The Voice, I don't think should be on Britain's Got Talent. I think no. I reckon they should actually say no singers. No on singers, Britain's Got unless it's all you know, like kids. No, but if they did that, we wouldn't have Susan Ball. If we didn't have that, we wouldn't have Paul Potts. If we didn't I, have that, I we wouldn't like, have... If it's... like I say, Gary, no singers on Britain's <laughs> yeah, okay, Got Talent. Yeah. If it's sort of specialist singing, like sort of Susan Boyle or Paul Potts, I agree with that. But any. Anyone you could sort of. Where was see? Susan Ball specialist? All she did was sang completely yeah, different to how she looked. And stuff. Do you know yeah, what I mean? No, she'd sing I Dream a Dream. You could sing that on the X Factor. Paul Potts, I understand, because it was opera. Yeah. But I can, I can sort of let them sort of go. It's, it's ones like the younger ones, I suppose, is my point. You know, ones who I, are. I, they did do a whole feature, didn't they? That there seemed to be a glut of these singer-songwriters, you know, Lucy Spracken types. And that I came on. A, a swipe at the voice. No, I think that's almost a swipe at the X Factor of just how those auditions have been going. I don't think so, because there haven't been that many on The Voice. There's only been a few. Oversaturation, really. And yeah, yeah, Voice this week, you're completely right. I mean, it was all, it was a lot of montages this week as well of people, you know, Danny just getting more for his team. He's got all the boring singers this year. They seem to show the the number of people of, on each person seem about five times. Yeah, yeah Danny has nine, seven, Tom yeah. has 17, you know. Not, not that many was. <laughs> Next week he's got to kill five of his acts to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting twist. Good. The, uh, the Battle Royale round. Be yes. <laughs> Somebody get me the, the producer of BBC One. Um... <laughs> Moving on. The producer of BBC One. <laughs> Don't they have God, if you... They have directors. It may not, come, acro- it may not come across, but Gary does not work in telly. One it may not friends. come across like that. One of my yes. friends used to be yes. a director of BBC One. <laughs> right. He, yeah, but that's different. That would, oh, well, anyway. Um, well, because yeah, you... Yeah. Don't make me angry, Gary. You will win. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. You'll punch my face in. Uh, talking of people who have lost things, like me losing names, the Ice Cream Girls lost a million episodes, a million viewers on its first. On its first viewers, it lost a billion. Um, this isn't good, is it? This doesn't hold out well. well for... It was up against thing, though. The... Uh, MasterChef like sort of straddled oh, yeah. the hour, didn't it? It was eight thirty to nine thirty on on BBC, yeah. so that might have something to do with it. But that, then... You know. But then uh, immediately following the Ice Cream Girls, the ITV have announced that uh, you've got the life of crime. So mm. they're putting these dramas on a Friday night, and maybe they're regretting that a bit now. Be yeah, interesting to see what it's this week. Yeah, I see what it, it might pick up again this week, or people might have just watched the first one and sort of given up with it, like I usually do. Well, uh, I, 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 I'm actually behind on you. I watched episode one last night because I... I did my in my household last night what I think ITV should have done all along. We watched Broadchurch live. I recorded the first ep of Ice Cream Girls when that was on. Knew I wasn't going to like. Ah, uh, so you watched it last night when it should have been. Saved Ice Cream Girls when it should have been on. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, I really, really enjoyed it. I think Friday night is a problem because much like myself, I was out on Friday yeah. night. I sky pressed it. Friday night, more people are going to be out and miss things like this. But I, that's why it dropped. But the problem is, is that now in this age where you know you can Sky Plus or you know catch up on ITV Player, does it really matter when you know we talked about this before? Does it really matter when things are shown? 
if there's a buzz about them, if it retains viewers, because they do take consider, you know, into consideration viewers on ITV Player and things like that, don't they, eventually? Because I noticed that Broadchurch's consolidated rating went up by well, about it's a what billion. They, it's what they call um, consolidation. And I think, actually, um, channels look more at the consolidated than they do at the initial yeah. figures. I think the Ice Cream Girls should have been on Monday, or at least not on Friday. I think it's... Yeah. We think we agree. If they'd swap the comedies that we'll come on to in a moment and the Ice Cream Girls, we think that would be a better idea. But I, you know, but I, enjoy, I really enjoyed I it. I disagree actually. to that, the swapping, just because I think that they thought the comedies would be slaughtered up against Have I Got News For You and not going out. I think, mm-hmm. I think it, in a way, I, I see what they're going for, the sort of counter-programming against comedy, having that drama on the Friday night. I can see... The, you know the 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 logic behind it, but it might not. It just might not have panned out. But you know, you like well. Well, we'll we'll come on to the comedies in a moment. But uh, sandwiched in between, like an ice cream sandwich, uh, the the these two reviews is the um, new BBC Two drama um, starring David Tennant and Emily Watson, the politician's husband, which aired on Thursday night last week. Uh, have we all seen this, and do we all have an opinion? Yes, Gary. You do. Just making sure. In that case, then, uh, Matt, what did you think of this to start with? Oh. You might. <laughs> know your place, Luke. Know your place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed... I know we talked about it briefly. Me and Luke both talked about it briefly last week because we've both seen it already. Yeah. What I would say is that I thought the... The stuff that... I'll do a sort of brief synopsis. I know we mentioned it last week. Um... Emily Watson, David Tennant, they're both, they're married, they're both, um, you know, politicians, he's a minister, she's a junior minister, then he uh, resigns, fails a leadership bid and basically, you know, goes back to being a backbencher where she's offered a ministerial post and that sort of, there's sort of the jealousy in the relationship. I liked all the stuff with their domestic life, the stuff they had with their uh, autistic son and his son. Asperger's. Asperger's, sorry. Sorry. Um, and, uh, you know, the stuff with his dad, played by Wycliffe. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, very well done. Um, I, I do all that. I think Paul and Milne has a good ear for that sort of dialogue. Well, I, I thought some of the politics stuff, it all seemed a bit sort of, you know, overheard rather than it didn't seem genuine to me. It didn't, it didn't feel real. It felt like no, sort of I, writing I, characters yeah. that were politicians. And also... Roger Lambing, and it felt a bit thick of it, I have to say. Just well, the, you know. the other thing is that he really wasn't in it enough. You didn't really know it, he was the chief whip, I assume. Yeah. But he, that wasn't he, really explained well enough. And you haven't yet met the Prime Minister properly, yeah. which I thought was weird. Um, which I'm hoping we'll do in the next couple of episodes. I mean, look, I, I felt it was a little bit slow starting. I know it had a dramatic start, but actually I thought the whole thing was a little bit slow starting. What did you think? Well, I, 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 well, I thought it was nice to have a drama that wasn't about murder, yeah. for one thing, because we haven't had one of them this year, I don't think, or at least one that doesn't stick in my mind. I liked all the power play, yeah. and all the, you know, what's he up to, and I liked the atmosphere of it. Some of the dialogue was really clunky, as, as Matt um, said last week, and David Tennant, was a bit OTT, but completely transfer yeah. transformed. Considering how much we talked yeah. about Broadchurch, I didn't give it a yeah. single thing. No, no, it did prove what a diverse talent he is, because you he's completely sort of transformed from D.I. Hardy into, you know, this blonde... 
Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Sort of training slightly, slightly unlikable in this, I would say. Well, that, that's, that's one thing is that he has managed to, to, to play someone who actually people won't necessarily like, which is very unusual for him. And also, I, I don't know what, I can't explain this, but this just feels you give it a go. very, very BBC2. I think we'd be mm. talking about this in more derogatory terms if this was on Thursday on BBC1. Yeah, but some BBC2, it feels a yeah. lot like BBC2. And I quite enjoyed it as, a, as an hour, and especially sometimes three parts is enough, and I think this will be enough to tell this story. Because the, um, the coming up bit looked really interesting, where it's going to go in episode two, and I will stick with and it. And I know for a fact, having read a little, a few, a few things going ahead and, and a, a thing in the Radio Times today, episode two features some rather uncomfortable scenes, which are probably going to make people talking about this programme, if not necessarily in a good way. Okay. So yeah, I can't. I, I won't give away any spoilers, but uh, that continues Thursday at nine yes. on BBC Two. Should be good. Okay, let's get on to the main event, ladies and gentlemen. Last week we were treated to. I know Luke has, doesn't agree. Probably the television of the event of the year so far. This year, we were treated to the television non-event of the year. At nine o'clock on ITV One. Viscous. Oh, sorry, vicious. Viscous. Uh, <laughs> viscous. Uh, viscous. Derek Jacobi and Gandalf starring <laughs> in, a dro- in a comedy. Last Thursday with Doctor Who and Wycliffe. <laughs> this Monday, Derek Jacobi um, and Gandalf. <laughs> um, I mean, both these dro- both these comedies. We'll come on to the job lot later. We're giving a lot of hype by B- by, by ITV. Um, and the BBC stuff that was on was was it was it a documentary? Wasn't it? They were showing. They weren't really no, putting crime much, much against it. Crime watch. Crime, crime watch. Yeah. Um, yes. And to give it its credit, Vicious did receive. It's my favourite episode of Crime Watch I've ever seen, yeah. though. To be fair, it's the only episode of Crime Watch I've ever seen. Yeah, it's the only one <laughs> I choose to watch. Now, Luke, you have some interesting news. Although, although this gained over five million viewers, there was a slight, slight anomaly with the uh, with the ratings, wasn't there? Well, as we said earlier, people will look at the consolidation ratings for this, and the consolidating consolidation ratings will be good. But live, it received the biggest ITV comedy ratings for a long while, but lost a million viewers over the break. I'm surprised many people lasted that long. Yeah. I mean, the basic... Did you watch this live, Gary? Did you watch this live? I watched it this morning, recorded, so that I could fast-forward through the painful bit. So I just watched the ads. Um, <laughs> Did you? This is great ads. There's one with the dancing panda now. Yeah. That's right. Um, Love the dancing panda. To give a very brief overview, Derek Jacobi and Gandalf are two elderly gay gentlemen who living together. 
they have a number of... Ian McKellen had played it as Gandalf. Oh, well, oh dear. Well, he's playing it kind of like a pastiche to, to sort of like older actors, isn't he? You know, he used to be in things. I mean, there was one good line about the fact that he had a bit part in Doctor Who once. I thought that was reasonably funny. But just the rest of it, I mean, Francis Delator didn't really seem to have a purpose in the show. I felt sorry for the, the Misfits lad, Ewan Rian. Yeah. Just, he just looked completely out of place. He looked embarrassed. He, you know, he just it looked like he was watching the show. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like the rest of us, going, "What the heck is this?" I mean, basically, they're quite kind of they're they're vicious to each other. That's where the name of the show comes. They're very hurtful and spiteful they to each other. They really, Gary. But <laughs> can, I, can I just say as well, I, this is gonna this is gonna go all serious. Is it possible for to me to hate this show without appearing homophobic? I hate. No, you're a horrible person. Because they're gay, I just hated it. I just didn't. Well, no, I, I think I, what it did. Gay what it, people will hate the portrayal of gay people in it, you know. Well, I'm I, hoping that gay people realise that it's just not funny. I'm sorry. Beside the fact that it's not funny, I think all three of us agree it wasn't funny. Let's just focus on the fact that that the, the characters were incredibly stereotypical. The gay characters, the older couples, the young people. Every, every, everybody was a stereotype. I hated all the coming and going. O- on and off stage, as it were. Tom with the swingy kitchen door. And... I don't have it. Now, I wrote a piece earlier, which you can get on the website, and I don't actually have anything against the studio-based sitcom. Yeah. Sometimes it can work brilliantly, sometimes I love it, but in the case of this, it just demonstrated how old fa- This would have felt old-fashioned, and I think we said this about the right way last week. This would have felt old-fashioned in the 80s. Yeah. Honest to goodness, it would. And did I read, did I read correctly in your article that this has already been given a Christmas special? It's been given a Christmas special. I mean, why have ITV ruined Christmas now? We'll get it out of the way. <laughs> they'll probably put a, like, for the love of dogs on afterwards, just to, just to make it. Oh. Um, yeah. I mean, Vicious, I agree. It was just sort of campy. But I think some people enjoyed it. Look at it on Twitter. I know there's a lot of hate for it. But some people did seem to quite enjoy it, so... No. I, I I read some people who said that if it was on a on a different time a different day maybe they would have given it a bit more of a a decent viewing. I think ITV have made a mistake in putting this on the week after Broadchurch. We all said that. About putting these on Monday, I know. I just I remember back at the beginning of the year that BBC did something similar, didn't they? With Miranda and, and Mrs Brown, they had them on on Monday. Yeah. But they were both established comedies and they've been around on the shed. You know. Yeah, they were new ones on BBC Two. Mrs. Brown, I think, was on like after the news at one stage, and they moved them around a bit, and then they found an audience and enough to put them on. You know, putting two new comedies on is a sort of very, very risky thing. In you know, but they do need to fill an hour. You know, once they put one on at half an hour, it leaves them with kind of like dead space. But I mean, where does this where does this fit in with bad comedies? Is it better or worse than Citizen Calm? Better or worse than The Right Way? We should really have a pie chart yeah. or some sort of a cost of pie chart. Yes. Oh, oh, you ma- Matt! You will host every future <laughs> podcast. That's it. That's how you win me over. The custard pie charts. Uh, that was funnier than anything on last night on OTV. <laughs> funnier, especially the ten o'clock it. news. Uh, loved it. Now moving on to the second half. Matt, if you want, you can just put your feet up now. Yeah. That's you, done. You don't need that anymore. Um, Gary needs to work a hell of a lot harder. He's trying, very trying. Um, <laughs> We've got that in before you. Uh, second half of the ITV Comedy Hour was uh, The Job Lot, starring Russell Tovey. 
uh, based in a Brown Hall Job Centre. Look at Gary. In an a, I did a watch. day off well spent by the sound of it. Today. Come on. Um, and um, starring, as I say, Russell Tovey out of Him and Her and Emma Rigby from Hollyoaks and the first series of Prisoner's Wives, who was in it towards the end, uh, based in a job centre, and you come straight into what seemed as quite a difficult situation. Uh, the manager of this job centre had previously fired an employee, and they were, under a tribunal, were brought back, and you open with a wonderful, awkward scene about, you know, with, with the tension of when they should actually open. Uh, I love that. I did like that bit where they go, it's nearly nine. Yeah. Not quite nine. I don't work to it for nine. That was quite reminiscent of office type yeah, uh, comedy. I know, I know people like that character, though. I yeah. Do know who, you know, Jobless. And I did quite enjoy that, that that character's whole kind of like, you need mm. to fill out this form and you need to ring to make an appointment. Yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, my thoughts on the job lot were it was very well observed to the most part. I know there were some characters who sort of were quite cliched. The guy, you know, the guy who didn't wear the shirt, who just wore the suit jacket, I found him a bit hard to take. But a lot of it I thought was fairly sort of well observed. Yeah. And we, liked, we quite... We quite like. I know Russell Tovey's just. It's hard not to like anything he's in, and I loved his drawer of biscuits. I thought yeah, that was quite nice. He was. was he, he he kind of did a quite nice sort of Martin Freeman pastiche, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I I, I agree with that. Yeah, and I, I thought Sarah Hadlon was quite good as well from from Miranda. I know. I know Miranda yeah. gets a bit of a. The only thing I thought was the character who... I've forgotten the name of the character, but the woman who'd been brought back from the tribunal was a little bit, computer says, no, for me, a little bit lifeless. Yeah, no, but I, I, I as I say, I think characters like that, I sort of know, and the, and the girl as well who, who would just, you know, was applying for jobs that she couldn't do, I quite like yeah. That character felt quite sort of realistic to me as well, and I thought she had some funny lines with... Uh, with Russell Tovey, but it wasn't it wasn't perfect, but it was no. it, it was okay. I I enjoyed it as a comedy, but I thought it did suffer a lot from being on before Vicious, and that's well, the thing well, about well, having an the, hour. The problem they've got, the problem they've got, is that a vicious audience isn't the audience that's going to stick with the job yeah. lot, yeah. and the job lot aren't going to watch Vicious yeah. before they watch the job lot. And the job so they've got both about, of them what, on the phone. About 800,000 less viewers than Vicious, didn't it, to start with? Yeah, but that's because people had turned off. But And also, I know Matt liked the job lot, and for me, out of the two, it was the more promising. Mm. It, it just had a feel of BBC Three, maybe ITV2 about it. Yeah, and ne- neither one of these comedies were good no. enough for that 9 o'clock slot. No, as I say, it's, it's hard to get a new comedy that, that justifies a prime time slot a lot of them have as I say I know we don't like Miranda and I know we don't like Mrs. Brown much on this podcast as if, if at all but mm. I know they they were ones that had sort of been proven elsewhere they've been on that's true yeah they had they, they had, had, had a an audience up. so yeah. when they were put on prime time they already had that inbuilt audience I think I can't remember the last time like a new sit- a new sitcom was put on. I know usually BBC One do like not going out, for example. That didn't get put on Friday, you know, prime time till about series four. So um. this is true. I mean, this is very true. Well, I mean, the question is, I mean, I, I probably will. Will either of you watch the second episode of the Job Lot? I probably will. Yeah, yeah, I probably will. Hang on, hang on. Is, did anyone? It's five past five. One and Donnelly on, said he was going to watch a second he said, episode. I'd what day like is it? To is say, I watched. I've watched now all of the Ice Cream Girls. I didn't just watch the first one. I finished that series. So yeah. But were you being paid to watch it? No. Okay. Fair enough. 
<laughs> just checking. I've I'll turned over checking. a new leaf, Luke. I, mean, I, I, I thought you could. What with the custard pie jokes and stuff. Yeah. Top, top. But the thing is, neither of these comedies are worth anybody's time. I think, I think, as you said, neither one of them is top quality. Why would we want to settle for just okay comedies on prime time television? Which I think is right. Well, I don't. I don't know where you would put. Where would ITV put a comedy if it wasn't? You know what I mean? Where would they after put... the after the news in in sort of the right way slot? Really? ITV two, yeah. ITV four. <laughs> well, it needs to be on after the news. Okay. Either that, or it's N- they, they have to consign it to. That you have to consign it to like Sunday night or something. I don't know. Do you know what? If I if I was on T if I was on TV. Yeah. I would have played these um, after Britain's Got Talent mm. um, when Jonathan yeah. Ross finishes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. There you go. That's not a bad idea. After the cube. After no, Yes, after the cube, when the kids have gone to bed and you just want some light relief on a Saturday yeah, night. Yeah. There, that's where you put it. Right, Fair so, so well, I'll call them in, in the morning. morning. Yeah, call them in the morning. Yes. Yes. So, can't do it now. They're more about uh, Luke's opinions, particularly on, on Vicious, the job lot, and sort of comedy. Uh, you can read his article on the uh, thecustardtv.com. Um, and that's the end of the review section for this week. Which brings us with 10 minutes to spare, which might be our most sparing moments ever. Yeah. Well, um, don't forget, you've got the new section. To the preview. You've got the new, the new bit that you did last week. Matt. Oh my god, I've forgotten what that was. Matt's been sent to another tape thing. Oh! Well, he has, but not by me, so oh, we okay, can't talk about right. it. Talk <laughs> about it a little bit, if you want. Okay, Matt spent the morning no, we'll do the with previews Lord... We'll do the previews first. Oh, we'll do the previews first. Right. Uh, BBC Three, a brand new panel show with uh, Radio One's Nick, I hate him, Grimshaw. <laughs> I don't know anyone small stuff. friends. Tonight at ten, if you want to watch that, God knows why you would... Dara O'Brien has a second series of School of Hard Sums on uh, Dave at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. That's the 1st of May. Look at April go. Mm. Don't waste it, people. It'll only be here for a few more hours. Um, The MasterChef final. Woohoo! I like it. That's going to end. Well, I hate you both equally. Oh, okay. uh, that finishes at 9 o'clock on Thursday. Oh, stop. No, I will... <laughs> Pull my own plug. Um, Lee Mack, uh, Lee Mack, David Mitchell, and Rob Bryden uh, reappear in a brand new series of uh, one of my favourite panel shows. Actually, would I lie to you? Does this it's we Mac get a on Friday. Lee Mack on a Friday night? Yeah. Yes, it does. A, 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 a big Mac, if you were. If, if he hosts, have I got news for you? You'd get a triple Lee Mack. It's a big Mac. Oh, what we're getting you? on a Friday now. Big yeah. Mac. Uh, other burgers are available. If there was two key fries on afterwards. It'd be Big Mac and fries. You picked too early in uh, that with the other one. The pie, but the, yeah, the older. <laughs> oh there, come on, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of Gary's favourite shows, and one of the uh, most talked about about um, comedies. If you're with hip people, Community returns to Sony it? TV. Who knew that was a channel? Sony TV at 11 o'clock on Friday the 3rd of May. Um, Ice Cream Girls finishes, that we spoke about earlier, finishes on Friday, as does The Village, which finishes on Sunday. So it doesn't finish on Friday. And so does Endeavour. <laughs> on Sunday. And so does Endeavour, yeah. Endeavour's ratings, by the way, have stayed relatively strong. If Endeavour doesn't get another series, I will riot. 
You've heard it. Just anywhere, riot. Or a riot. I'll riot. Yeah. Over that fence. Yes. Much like the <laughs> Kaiser Chiefs. So yes, uh, with seven minutes to spare, we should say um, we should go to our new section. As Gary quite rightly reminded me of, it's time for Matt's been to another screening. This is where we talk about the fact that unless I've got another screening to go to next week, but yeah. I doubt that I haven't. Just make one up. Well, I'm going to try my hardest to get you to get to one, Matt. <laughs> Would you like to go to the opening of CBBS? Yes, please. <laughs> Right, I'll sort it for next week. Okay, but for today, I, I'll uh, talk briefly about this morning when I went to the uh, Apprentice uh, premiere. I'll do it in the background. Oh, wait, yeah, sorry, sorry, I thought you just wandered off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no more, we'll have to pay for it. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want that PRS bomb going through the podcast about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, basically, I mean, we, as we mentioned last week, it's back on uh, a week today, on Tuesday, the 7th. Uh, it's the same sort of format, uh, Lord Sugar looking for a uh, business partner once again. Uh, 16 new contestants, there's a few characters this year. I have to, I have to say, it's for me one of the, sort of the strongest bunch of contestants in a good while, I know the last couple of years. There have been some, but not too many, and I know we mentioned it, I think, on the end-of-year podcast, didn't we, that it, you couldn't really remember the characters from it, even, you know, six months, six yeah, months yeah. on, you, you'd struggle to remember. I know, I know this is your section, Matt, but I would like to read some of the fantastic quotes that The yes, Apprentices is. They did ask, actually, one of the questions that was asked to Lord Sugar was, what would his quote be, and he just didn't answer that, so, you know, what was his... Yes. bombastic statement of being Karen had to say something like um, what you see is what you get or something like that Louisa Sisman who is a retail entrepreneur from St Albans is, is, don't... is that the Jessica Rabbit one? yes here we oh. go you spoiled it already but here we go I have the energy of a Duracell bunny the sex appeal is Jessica Rabbit and a brain like Einstein <laughs> You don't deliver it that like the. I mean, no. I gotta do it again. I have the energy of the Duracell bunny, the sex appeal of Jessica Rabbit, and a brain like Einstein. It was quite. Sorry, I, it's I, just so ridiculous. I, I couldn't read interrupt it. Luke to interrupting me uh, <laughs> to just say it was a bit weird, and I know I mentioned it to Luke earlier. It's a bit weird watching The Apprentice in a cinema with a lot of other people. Yeah, I bet. Um, I can imagine how because, that would be. I mean, and you're all sat there laughing at these, you know, these statements that they all put on at the beginning, you know, because they're so. They're just so utterly stupid when you watch them on the big screen. And it was actually quite interesting watching Lord Sugar watch The Apprentice. That was actually quite... Did he Did he sit there and tweet throughout the whole thing? Because he was doing tweets. No, at no. About the time... Oh, right. That proves that someone else must do his Twitter. Karen was whispering little nothings into his ear quite a few times. Oh, well, there you go. Anyway, go on, Luke. I ju- I'm just reading through, and they're amazing. I've worked, th- I've worked in third world countries and first world countries. I know what it's like to struggle to feed kids, and I know what it's like to fly in a private jet. And there's also, an <laughs> there's also a nice little sequence near the end, and it is on that. There is a trailer. I don't know if you've seen the trailer, which is just like the sound bites, and not any of the characters. You don't see anyone. You just hear the sound bites. So you That's how the apprentice should work now. <laughs> no and faces, just sound bites. In this episode, one of the uh, one of the candidates in the in the uh, final boardroom sequence does say something to to Sugar like, 
oh man, and he just goes, I'm not man, I'm Lord Sugar. Um, <laughs> The problem, I is, have to the, say. the problem is, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you interrupting him. Um, oh. Very quickly, <laughs> I, I, I see myself as a reasonable apprentice ex- expert. When you've had these kind of weirdo <laughs> characters like Stuart Baggs, mm-hmm. uh, people Bang. like that, they've only been good because they've been up against other people with genuine business acumen or who actually make them look stupid. Concerns and having read a little bit about the sort of preview today, is it seems to me if they've gone for about fourteen or fifteen idiots. Yeah, but again, I mean, they all sort of start out very sort of boisterous, don't they? But some of them calm down to, and that's when you start to see who you think might be a win. At the moment, having watched the first episode, no one sort of leapt out at me as a big business brain. I have to say, in this first episode, I don't know because obviously they're showing them sort of across the week. So by episode two, there might be. I have. I am glad that they do agree with our um, comments from last year. That there was something missing mm, yeah. last year, and it seems like they've that gone away, big, found out what that is. And ma- there's, yeah. I can't remember his name. There's a Welsh bloke, and he's very funny. I can't, I can't remember everyone's name. Jordan, there's a Jordan with glasses. I noticed that. Maybe that's him. Uh, well, that was... The one, who looks like, the one who looks a bit like Dracula, they said in the first episode. Oh, Has anyone said God, he you does. Like Dracula? Alex. Alex. And this is the problem. 16 is too many to start with because you never really get to know them till they whittle down a few. And I suppose that's why it's good that it's two yeah. going the first week. Other highlights from the the press screening, there was a very sort of uh, question that Sugar refused to answer about the uh, the court case that just uh, just happened. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, was, well, uh, he, he had a go at the BBC for uh, cancelling The Young Apprentice. He said... We're up for a BAFTA in a couple of weeks, and they've cancelled it in their infinite wisdom. So that's a. And he also said that he, he just sort of by week eleven he just hates seeing himself on TV anymore. You know he he can't. You know he starts cringing when he watches himself on on TV. And that's The Apprentice on Tuesday the eighth of May, and continuing on Wednesday the ninth, and then Wednesdays from then on. If you want to get in touch with any of us on Twitter, you can get in touch with Gary here at the Gary Show with new avatar. Uh, you can get to us with Matt there. At Matt's TV Bites, not kneeling down in the avatar. And uh, you can get to us with me, at Luke Custard TV. It has been a pleasure, as always, not only to be speaking to Matt and to Gary, but to know that someone somewhere is listening. That's a pleasurable bit. <laughs> <laughs> we should really have our mums listen. On different we, we did have someone listen, listen but they switched off uh, before the adverts. Yeah, no, uh, after the, we lost a million people after the ads, <laughs> so that puts us on minus a million. <laughs> yes, yeah. it does. Uh, TheCustardTV.com has the guide to all the latest Apprentice news. Uh, my reviews of Vicious and the and the job lot, and very soon, my me and Matt sat down with Nicola Schindler. When I say sat down, we were both sat down in our places, and she had a bowl of soup and was sat down where she works. Uh, you can listen Mal- to that Tony? interview very so soon. We were, we were s- sat down then. We did sit down. We all sat down. So you were right. It's the TV podcast. And we'll be back next time. Thank you ever so much. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.